The Fantasy Football Edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code SFBX on your first purchase to save $20. Download the GameTime app and use promo code SFBX. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Fantasy Pick'em in college or NFL and win up to 20 times your money in one game. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. And finally, we're all we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platforms for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. everyone and welcome to the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host Emerson Beery. Happy to be joined by my co-host Justin Bruni. How are you doing today my friend? Doing well, doing well. Happy week two. Another great week of football in the books. Excited to be here talking some waiver wire action with you sir. Absolutely. I just got back from my brother's little birthday dinner. Have a couple whiskey sours in me ready to talk some waiver wire (laughs) action though. It was another crazy week, Justin. We're going to talk about your Chicago Bears a little bit. Uh, I'll figure out, a, due to the Roshan Johnson hype, I'll figure out a way to slide them in here a little bit on that waiver wire show. My Kansas City Chiefs escaped with the victory. We'll dive into it, though, here on the waiver wire show. First up or on the questions list here, Frank Billings from the SGPN Fantasy Football Discord asked, Nico Collins and Tank Dell are available on the waiver wire. Should I target one over the other and how much should i spend on each player 12 team ppr league justin i'll kick it over to you first my friend definitely want a piece of nico collins uh, if he's available i feel a little bit less optimistic that tank dell continues to produce at the same at the same rate we saw a lot of opportunities today from them playing uh, from behind from the colts uh, houston actually looked not that bad on on the offensive side of the ball just had some inefficient drives that you know, led them with, you know, a few less points, obviously, than the other team. I believe they lost by 11, but Stroud looked good. You saw even Robert Woods contribute. So, again, this is kind of a situation like last week. We really don't want to overspend this early in the season, but I think I'm good to prioritize Nico Collins there. You know, he's a guy that you and I have talked about just being the number one guy there, you know, a little bit uh, above the rest in terms of involvement in the offense and talent experience in the league. So I think we can both agree on him. I mean, do you do you believe that Tank Dell can keep this up? I mean, he's second game where he's been all right, but it's kind of coming like the the second half in garbage time. You know, if if you've listened to me at all, I 
I have not been on Tank Dell just because I do not believe I'm betting on outliers who have never, literally, no one's ever done this at this size. So, you know, betting on sporadic production, I counted on him having big games. He's a good football player. What I just question is whether he that can translate to fantasy football, just because I don't know if it'll be consistent. I don't know if you'll be able to tell when it'll be able to come. He kind of reminds me, you know, mm. it's in the mold of I always talk about like Dexter McCluster from my Kansas City Chiefs a couple of years ago. Very good <laughs> football player. However, it, you didn't know when to start him. You didn't know when that big right. game was going to come for him. So, you know, I I was hard, you know, Dexter McCluster is a little maybe six, seven years ago at this point. But, he, you know, it just kind of reminds me of that know. good football players who it's hard to tell exactly when to start. Nico Collins, much more of a prototypical build. It's been a little bit of a sn- slow burn for us uh, dynasty players. But um, he's only rostered, I believe, in about 55% of redraft leagues at this moment. And I think, I mean, Unless you're starting two wide receivers and maybe just a single flex, I mean, mm-hmm. I think you know he should be rostered in nearly every league. He's six foot four, two hundred and fifteen pounds, and much more of a prototypical wide receiver build. I'm very excited about Nico Collins. I was worried that Robert Woods would be the number one target in this uh, offense. I thought Robert Woods, being the dependable veteran, I thought maybe would steal a lot of this work. But Nico Collins getting double. Double digit targets this week was a double digit targets last week too. Ten targets, I think. Man, that's it was his 11, high target ball. Eleven targets in week one. He had six catches in week one for eighty yards. Yeah, uh, I mean Robert. This Robert week Woods, he had seven catches for hundred and forty six. Wow. Robert Woods and Tank Dell are getting their opportunities too, though nine like nine targets a piece too. So everyone's very concentrated offense. But uh, I'm very excited. Are you? Are you thinking? Are you rostering? You know, is it worth, you know, unless you're in like three wide receivers, three flex, do you think that um, obviously I think that you, you like Nico Collins, but are, are Tank are and Robert Woods worth it to you for all in those kind of smaller uh, leagues as well? No, they feel like the players that you just can't trust week in and week out. I mean, until you really see it go steady for four or five plus games, I, they're just guys that I'm going to be, you know, letting other folks spend on. If they can spend a little bit of on Robert Woods, great. You know, I saw somebody spend – Oh, is it $82 on Puka Nakua in my home league? It's quite a bit. You only get $100 all year. You know, it, you know, I like the the boldness. I, I like the uh, the bravitas, the gravitas, if you will, of that. But, eh, you know, I, I don't like to overspend. I like to be balanced. I like to be disciplined. I like to save up for the end of the season and hope that I did a good job drafting. That's what I'm supposed to do, you know, quote-unquote fantasy pundit. But I like Nico Collins the most. I'm going to stay away from Tank Dell and Robert Woods. I think they're just more of, um, you know, production, uh, you know, nobblers. You know, they're, they're, they're stealing some numbers here from the from the top guys like Nico Collins. I've been surprised in Dalton Schultz. He only had, I think, four catches today, about 30 receiving yards. You know, there's some guys that we definitely like to see more involved. Uh, if Tank Dell keeps it up, he'd be someone that I would definitely be interested in. I'm not really sure at what point I'd be really interested in Robert Woods because I just believe he'll get hurt at some point. Don't make me start throwing more Dalton Schultz uh, contract stats at you. The 38th highest paid punter in the league. Dalton Schultz. The NFL thinks Dalton Schultz sucks. Okay. that's it. So. Apparently he does. I've seen the numbers these first couple of games. Uh, it's, not the, uh, it's not the Dalton Schultz of Dallas. It's the Dalton Schultz of Houston now. No, definitely not. Uh, we'll continue on here, though, from the Houston Texans. Um, I don't, you know, obviously like Kyron Williams are players we're going to be avoiding on this podcast because Kyron Williams was already rostered in 65% of sleeper leagues. In most of your competitive leagues, Mm -hmm. Kyron Williams was picked up last week. So 
he did have a terrific day today and you should be picking up off your waiver wires, but we're going to be diving into a little bit more of the kind of nitty gritty, a little bit of a closer mark kind of players today. So with that, we'll go into question number two, Tyrone Napier from Twitter asks, what are your thoughts about the Kansas city chief wide receivers? Most of them are available in my league. Who is most, the most worthy stash? It's Kadarius Tony. I think I don't like saying it. It doesn't make me feel good. He coughed up the ball again today. The chiefs did get it back. I don't, I don't know if there's a clear answer to this. I mean, like, of course, it depends on your league. Like, yeah, if Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony are available, then, yeah, they're probably the clear answers. But, you know, last week, people thought the clear answer was Rashi Rice, you know, like because he scored a touchdown when Travis Kelsey wasn't there. Travis Kelsey honestly really didn't look, you know, super impressive today. He, he got a touchdown, but that really made his fantasy day, that's for sure. Uh, Sky Moore, three catches. Justin Watson, three catches. Noah Gray, three catches. Kadarius Tony five, Kelsey four, McKinnon three, Rashi Rice two. Like it's just completely spread out. Marquez Veldez Scantling two. I feel like this is going to be what we're going to see going forward. Like, do you still see after two games one of these receivers really emerging and being the guy getting like eight plus targets a game? No, but you know, this, if, we're, if, we're, if we're betting on it, you know, if, it, if we're betting on who that no. person can be, it's Kadarius Tony. I think he's getting the most looks so far. They just want to get him the ball. You know, if we're betting on who's yeah. the safest to get seven or eight PPR points, it's probably Justin Watson. I mean, my goodness, he, you know, this guy, I mean, he's just consistently floor. on the field. Yeah, uh, it's not very exciting to me. I think Marcus Valdez Scanlings in the same look. I mean, if we're betting on who's most likely to get 40 yards receiving, I mean, Marcus Valdez Scanling is probably pretty likely to get that, but he's probably also not going to go much higher than that most weeks. Probably going to be two catches. Uh, it's very sporadic, this Chiefs offense. Travis Kelsey's A dot has been just getting lower and lower and lower yeah. and lower every single season. So, I mean, that's what we were getting last season. So the it just didn't surprise me. They missed on a few plays. But, yeah, I mean, Travis Kelsey's eight, seven to eight yards per reception. I think that could be a lot of what it is this, this year. He just kind of runs to this uh, cheap little short spot that's the soft spot in the zone. So it's going to be tough to trust any of these Kansas City Chief wide receivers as a result. Tony, Sky Moore, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling would be my order, though. Would you have any differing order there? Probably just staying away from him. I mean, Kadarius Tony does not have sure hands. I mean, he dropped that important ball in week one against uh, Detroit at the end of the game there. It just went right right through his hands. He's like like he never got a fastball thrown his way before. Like, I, I, I don't trust him at all. Uh, all these guys are just going to trade touchdowns. You're not going to know which guy to start. And the only one that you know that you will start is Travis Kelsey. He's not even a receiver. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard to start anybody besides Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey right now. The running backs are a little bit of a mess, too. I haven't really done Yeah, I just – it's hard to trust anybody right now. Like I said, Jarek McKinnon's going to have a role later on in the season. Hopefully, Isaiah Pacheco needs to get a little bit more – the tackles were rough today. Gosh darn it. Maybe that that's preventing a little bit of the run game, I think. Uh, Jawan uh, and uh, our new left tackle – what's – I'm sorry, the left tackle for the former Bucks. Why am I blanking on his name? I'm a Kansas City Chief fan. He's brand new, though. Anyway, Tristan Wirfs? No, that he's he's on the Chiefs now. Oh, sorry. Besides the point, he's having a very poor season as well. So, Damn. Chiefs up. The tackles are a concern for me, and on the offense as a whole. You know, just before I do our last ad read here, um, I just want the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be a little bit different this year. I think I, I was pointing it out on Twitter today. 
it's not going to be this like, oh man, who play whoever the Kansas City Chiefs are, you know, whoever's playing the Kansas City Chiefs defense, start them, and oh, we're going to get a tons of points from the Patrick uh, Chiefs as well. That's not going to happen this season. The defense, mm-hmm. if you look down, I was saying it before the season, there is good players at nearly every single position on the Kansas City Chiefs defense. This is going to yeah. be a much better unit this year. So Combined, this week I started them uh, over the Ravens defense. I picked up the Chiefs defense off of waivers and I sat the Ravens over and against yeah. the Jags. That was bold and I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I got like a 11 points or something like that. It, it wasn't bad. Yeah, no, Kansas City Chiefs defense have a good defense this year. So I'm I'm excited about that. Combined with the lack of wide Love receivers, it. you're going to see some Chiefs and some more low scoring games this year. Before we dive into our next set of questions. I just want to give one more shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. We're back with another week of football and DraftKings Sportsbooks is keeping us in and on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every every game day this September. Talk about a lot. You know, this my favorite is always betting against the favorites in general. I, you know, just going up against, I, I'm a CU buff. I graduated from CU yesterday. I saw that line yesterday at 23 and a half. I went yeah, that with was, C- that was much. Sorry, Coach Prime. I bet on CSU. Now, I'm very happy my buffs pulled it out after I went to bed yesterday when I thought they were going to lose. However, I bet CSU and I got that big money. Football's nice. more fun when you're in the action. So download the app now and sign up with code SGP. New customers can bet just $5 to get $200 instantly. And it is the best way to bet. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance. We're also brought to you by Game Time. My favorite place to buy tickets. I was searching for a couple of Kansas City Chief game tickets, going over to the usual sports uh, tickets websites and getting very frustrated. They're not so transparent pricing and all of that, but game time does not leave you hanging. Buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're going to have. I bought my Chiefs-Broncos tickets. I bought my Chiefs-Patriots tickets already, and I am looking forward to watching them this season. Game time, like I said, quick and easy and affordable. Flash deals and last-minute tickets. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area and images of the seat views. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has the tickets right up to the event. Get exclusive deal, flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price as well. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the dip difference. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive as well. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Definitely check out game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code SFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account and redeem code cfbx for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute lowest price guaranteed cfbx all right justin i i heard you laughing a little bit about the cu game did you did you end up staying up for that last night i did i took uh i took them to cover the 17 live so 
Yeah. Hey, I, I didn't awesome. pick it before the game, but I saw I was like, man, like they're keeping it close enough. They're playing like super physical, dirty, I dare say at times. Uh, so, yeah, I was I was all over it live. Uh, yeah, like I said, I always pick against those huge, you know, Patrick Mahomes passing lines, probably another good bet. Under, but we'll keep it going on this waiver wire show, though. We're going. I knew we'd find a way to get your bears in here. Steve oh. Caprion from Facebook asked the bears deactivated Deontay Foreman from today's games. Roshan Johnson didn't do much this week, but that makes me think I can buy him for less. Is that true? How much fab is too much for him? And do you believe he'll take over the backfield soon? He is rostered in over 50% of sleeper leagues at the moment. So, you know, odds are, you know, especially if you're in a deeper league, he might not be on there. But if you are, you know, in a lot of your home leagues, a lot of your office leagues, he might be available. Justin, as our mm -hmm. Bears insider, the Bears fan, what did you see today? Because he had the much more – he was much more efficient. He is gaining momentum. Yeah. He's breaking tackles. It's looking good out there. What are your thoughts between him and Khalil Herbert? Uh, taking over the complete backfield to himself, I think, again, is going to be tough. We talked about this last week. I talked about this with Andrew on our uh, starter sit show on Thursday. It's just going to be a balance between whoever is starting. I don't think that Khalil Herbert or Roshan Johnson at any point will completely out-touch the other running back. I think that they're looking for a balanced approach. I think we need a bit more creativity in the play calling, you know, to say the least. Uh, it's, it's a bit stale. For having all the passing weapons that we do have, having your quarterback only throw 18 times, not ideal in my opinion. I feel like they're trying to run the ball more than they should. Uh, the QB design runs aren't there when they should be. It's they really just have a bad sense of the play calling in you know comparison to what the defense is giving them. So I'd like to see some changes there. I don't think that you do have to spend that that much on Roshan if he is available in your league. He didn't really have that great of a week. He had. You know, a handful of carries for, I think, about 30 yards. And I think Khalil Herbert needed maybe three or four extra carries to get the same or similar yardage. But he still led the backfield in total touches. Uh, I think both of them may have had one or two catches, like not used as much in the passing game as also I'd like to see. So, yeah, I, I would love to stash Roshan if still available. And I don't think you will have to spend that much on him. Uh, you know, 8%, 7%. You know, I, I don't think there's a, a big you know, buy market for him now, you know, the performance, I don't think really warrants it. Just the fact that they did, in fact, you know, deactivate Foreman. I think that's really the only signal there. And for all we know, he could be back next week. It's not like the Bears won or did anything amazing without him. Are you sure? Because the hype train around Roshan Johnson is at, a, is at a fever pitch, and it's been there since April. You have guys like it's Jamie. Still, he's not, still he's well not here right now. Where, where's <laughs> Jamie at? If Jamie listens to this later, we're looking for you, Jamie. We're looking for the Roshan hype here. But it's like, I don't know, the Roshan Johnson hype is so much, I do think you are going to have to pay up for him if you are going to buy him. Because I think, you know, people are listening to their favorite favorite fantasy analysts, and that guy loves Roshan Johnson, I promise you that. But we will That's answer true. the question for Drew L. here. Should I trade Lamar and Evans for Fields and Diggs? No. You know, I was going to ask you a question. This, this is going to lead into our question, you know, you know at pre, on a preface to this, are you still starting Justin Fields in, in, uh, in regular 12-team, one-quarterback leagues? You need to probably look at some other options until some you see them. options. Okay. Yeah. I mean, right now, Matthew Stafford looks pretty damn good. I mean, he's throwing the ball down the field. I mean, I know he had two interceptions today. It's a tougher matchup of going up against the 49ers. But regardless, like he kept the Rams in that game for three fourths of the game, if not even more than that. 
they were very competitive and they were an undervalued market or an undervalued team in the fantasy market, right? Like no one was drafting Stafford with priority. No one was drafting anyone other than Cooper Cup with high ADP. So they've been slept on for sure. I think that's a good example. You know, I don't think you want to get cute with like a Sam Howell move. I think that's unilateral, if not less than. You know, what what would you want to do next week? Uh, Dan Jones or Justin Fields? Daniel Jones by a little bit. Um, Daniel Jones, he did rebound today. It was looking like it was going to be a disaster again, but the New York Giants ended up pulling it out. Uh, thank God for that. I felt bad for the Giants. I was like, I tweeted, I was like, Caleb Williams to Jalen Hyatt next year. I did actually. I, uh, like all, all, all of our, our Twitter analysts online who are New York Giants fans, I did. I felt bad for some of them. Uh, I tweeted out, I was like, Caleb Williams to Jalen Hyatt next season is going to be epic. No, like I don't think that'll Stop. be the case. So. I, at one we point, all, I thought they were going to be down by eighty to nothing through four quarters. I was at about halftime. That was going through my head. Before we get too sidetracked, what's what's your uh, what, what's the deal on this trade? Lamar and Evans. I'm not. Tra- I'm not trading Lamar and Evans. I'm not. I'm not doing that. I agree. I think you're getting. Uh, you're not gaining a lot. I think Evans is having a terrific season so far. Now, I think Stiggs is going to start outproducing Evans. You know, by a good decent margin here. I still think Diggs is a wide receiver mm-hmm. one. I don't think Mike Evans is a top twelve wide receiver this year. However. I uh, yeah keep Lamar hold Mike Evans for now because Lamar does have that upper tier quarterback play over to Smokey the Cat. What's up, guys? I received a trade request for London and DJ Moore, and I get Chase. To me, that's a smash trade. Thoughts in redraft league? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, any type of trade yeah. in any type smash. of trade. Yeah, in, in any type. Yeah, D- yeah. Chase has had a bad percent. couple weeks. Bad, rough couple weeks for Chase, but Burrow started off slow last season. It's Burrows, I expect Burrow to get there. It's been an uncharacteristic two weeks. Gardner Minshew has outscored Joe Burrow through these first two weeks of the NFL season. Uh, I don't think anybody thought that. So um, Cincinnati's offense is going to get there. Um, and, yeah, I think they're just too good not to. J- Jamar Chase as the 1-1 when I was preaching that at the beginning of the season, that's probably going to end up being retweeted by fantasy receipt. But, but uh I, yeah. What's going to get more retweets on that? Your your bald head after Deshaun Watson face plants tomorrow night? That wasn't or... That was consensus. If I go down there, I was like, I got I, you, that was it a was consensus not day. consensus. What you Are drafted you Watson me? at QB six? That's not consensus. You drafted <sighs> him around ahead of where but he should have, and then I drafted him... Jared Goff around ahead of where he should have been drafted to prove like a point. Three rounds, <laughs> three rounds ahead, three rounds. No, ahead of where he stop, uh, stop. Uh, uh, Deshaun Watson ahead of Jared Goff was consensus. That was consensus. That was consensus. Yes, but you drafted him at six overall in a, in a yeah. dynasty mock. Dynasty, that was yeah. where this started. Oh, yeah. That was the hey, that was the epicenter of this. I'm not coming off of it. I feel actually better about it now. One week into the oh, season, I actually feel better. I feel about great it. after today. Are you kidding me, pal? Jared Goff was was throwing that rock around. He was getting dirty with it. Deshaun Watson is going to start tomorrow. It's been bad weather games, but. We'll keep it to waiver wires here. Well, well, we're Don't gonna you'll see, you'll see weather you'll tomorrow. See, you'll see tomorrow. You'll see tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> <fucking> thunderstorms. <laughs> that that means God hates Deshaun Watson for good reason. And for good reason, however, that's exactly what that means. If he gets another bad weather game tomorrow, <laughs> and you have to pay for it with your head. God, yeah, I, 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 sh- I should, yeah. Car- karma is gonna get me. If if anything, if anything will get me, it'll be karma. <gasps> uh, before we keep it going, though. For more waiver wire questions, we're going to do our last shout out of the day to our friends over at Hall of Fame Bets. 
Win bigger by betting something smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytic platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame bets, revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. And finally, Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite ball team all season long. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, but you can win real money. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. And if you are still listening, if you wouldn't mind, we would love if you would give a like, subscribe to our YouTube, Apple, or Spotify page. It really helps out a lot, and it means so much to us. It keeps us giving you this content every single week, so we really appreciate it. We're going to keep it going, though, here. Answered some trade questions, answered some waiver wire questions. Moving on. Rebecca Sanchez from Twitter asked, should we expect similar production from Kate Otten on a weekly basis? He's available on waivers, and I don't believe I'll need to spend a lot to get him, if, if not get him for free. 12-team PPR. I'll throw in another guy in this. Your boy, um, Cole Komet, getting a fairly high target share in that low-volume passing. I'm saying, so, see, that's my question. That's my question. I wanted to get a look. I didn't get a chance to watch the Bears game today. I see a few targets for Cole Komet. I just wanted to ask. You know, what's your thoughts on Kate Otten first and then maybe on your boy Cole Komet, which I, I can tell by your facial expression. I think I already got him. I'm, I'm kind of interested in Kate Otten. He's playing a lot of snaps. I know in week one he played over 90%. He played well today. He brought in, I believe, six catches, tied the lead with Mike Evans, obviously a lot less yards, about 120, sorry, 130 less receiving yards than Mike Evans. But Kate Otten, low, low uh, A dot tight end playing a lot doesn't really have any competition for touches uh i don't hate this you know in most leagues he put up at least 10 fantasy points today six catches 41 receiving yards i think he's worth a stash you know if you're hurting at tight end if you're playing the game this is a guy i'll throw on my bench and you know see what happens kind of play out the the scenario i guess you could kind of say the same for cole Komen if he's available we saw Darnell Mooney leave the game with an, an injury. We're not sure what the severity is, even what the injury is. I think it's a knee injury is what I read. Uh, we're not really uh, you know, in the in, uh, in the informed part of the week yet on his status. So I would say probably wait and see what information develops in the next couple of days. And if Mooney looks like he's going to be out, then that definitely gives Komet a bump. Although we saw Claypool score a touchdown when Mooney went out. So, you know, take it the good with the bad. And this offense isn't looking that good. So, eh. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is a little bit rough for Chicago. We expected Justin Fields to take a step forward as a passer. That has not happened yet. So not a lot of startable fantasy targets outside of DJ Moore at the moment. Kate Otten, though, is interesting. He's, you know, he's a volume play. I don't see him as a particularly great talent. I don't know if you'll know when to start him. If you're really hurting a tight end, if your tight end's busted, which you know, there's going to be a few teams in your league. The tight ends you picked just didn't work out. You're getting the down there and you're not you're just waiting on somebody like a George Kittle. You know, you're starting George Kittle, even though he hasn't had a great 
uh, two weeks so far. You're starting guys like that and keeping them going. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, if you had some borderline tight ends that are paying off, K. Dodden is certainly worth a stash. I wouldn't put more than one or two percent of my fab budget on it, though. We will keep it going here, though. Justin S. Jones from Facebook asks, is it worth spending fab on Josh Reynolds with Jameson Williams coming back after week six? Feels like someone in my league will overspend on him, but he has the attention of Goff and will still have four weeks left to go. You know, wide receiver is never something that I like to break the bank on, on uh, waiver wires. I think mm-hmm. you can always find a dependable wide receiver. You know, you can find a 10-point wide receiver off of a tree, you know, later on in the season. It'll just keep sporadically popping up, these guys. So I don't like to break the bank of Josh Reynolds, a Puka Nakua last week even. You know, he had another great week, but part of the process. Amazing you know, week. Tells you, <laughs> another amazing week. However, you don't break the bank on these guys usually. And you'll usually find that they're, it's hard to know when to start. And wide receivers are always going to have pop-off weeks. So Josh Reynolds is the number two target for the moment. Received a fair amount of snaps as well. Had actually everything right in front of me here. Yeah, big catch. Yeah, two scores as well. So super excited about Josh Reynolds. But relatively speaking, I mean, he probably borderline wide receiver three status until Jamison Williams returns. And I think Jamison Williams will make an impact on this team. I don't know if it'll be felt on fantasy as much as in real life, but I think he really is going to open up this whole offense. So I'm very excited about what Jared Goff can do later on as well. I think if you can get him for five to 7%, you're, you're sitting fine. I don't think that hurts you for the rest of the year. If you need a receiver, Reynolds is going to play a lot until Williams comes back. That's a fact. I mean, he has a connection with Goff. He has a lot of experience in the offense and with the team now since coming over from the Rams. I I don't see him going away until Williams comes back. And who knows? It could be a situation, you know, we've seen Puka Nakua now carve out a role for himself, it would appear. At least that's what all the reports are. Even when Cooper Cup comes back, Puka is going to be a part of the offense and what they try to do. And this could be a similar situation. But obviously, when Williams comes back, there's going to be less available target share, especially those high-value targets down uh, down the field and potentially in the scoring zone. But I think until then, yeah, if, if you can pull it off for 5 to 7%, I don't think you're in trouble. It's a little pricey for me. Like I said, I like to hold it for those running backs. You know, yeah. for example, um, if Tajay Spears is on a waiver wire still in your league, I think he's a roster in like 22% of sleeper leagues. Go get this guy, man. He got eight carries, I think, today. I mean, mm-hmm. if anything were to happen to Derrick Henry, this guy's going to be a workhorse. I'd rather spend the money on Tajay Spears today and wait for that production to potentially come than spend it on a wide receiver right now. That's just a little bit more my strategy. However, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention, uh, as we were kind of le- talking about Puka Nakua a little bit, Puka Nakua has obviously been picked up in every, you know, in every single fantasy league, um, you know, maybe besides a couple leagues, maybe some really shallow leagues. And if which case, you know, you can spend all your fat, you know, you can spend 50, 50, 60, 70% of your fab on them. However, Tutu Atwell is only 28% owned seven receptions for 77 yards in week one. He had the third best overall PFF grade wide receiver grade. You know, he's had another terrific week this week. Um, you know, would you think there's room for Tutu Outwell to also be productive in this offense? And do you see maybe in, you know, is that going to end when Cooper Cup returns? No, I think when Cooper Cup comes back, it just makes the offense better. But again, you have to rep, you know, respect what Cooper Cup brings, you know, a demanding, you know, control of the target share. So Tutu Outwell and Puka Nakua 
you know, those levels, they're going to come down. They have to. They, they just will. But that doesn't mean that they still won't be involved. I think, if anything, what we've seen thus far is we know that Van Jefferson isn't going to be involved, which is a little bit more shocking. Uh, not seeing him get a – or I guess he did have one catch today, one catch for nine yards. Uh, probably came in the fourth quarter because I didn't see very much of him all game long. And that was a, a little more shocking. A guy that has a, some experience playing alongside Stafford, some experience with the offense – kind of thought he was going to be the lead guy when with uh, Cooper Cup gone so I think when he comes back yeah the levels for these guys are all going to come down but I do believe that owning Nakua is a 100% you have to do it at this point got 15 catches this week my goodness uh most catches in the first two weeks of a receiver ever absolutely crazy and yeah Atwell super efficient seven for 77 uh put up a very good stat line in week one I started him this week not in a you know what winning roster not, not a team that's going to win but i started him so hey i like what i got out of it but uh yeah i, I think he's very good for now I, I, another similar situation to that jameson williams scenario when yeah when when the big dog comes back you know you're, you're gonna have to take a few less uh less bites out of the bowl next we're going to be moving on to a wide receiver Magol espinosa from twitter asks, is it safe to drop obj I have not been impressed. Is that a relative of the always sunny in Philadelphia person? What's Ponderosa? It's Ponderosa. That's it. Have you watched always sunny in Philadelphia? No. All right. Never mind. You wouldn't get any of my funny references then, Justin. Whatever. Whatever. I'm we'll, sorry. We'll, skip, we'll skip it. I'm not going to have a private joke with the, with the listeners here. So we'll keep it going. They, they, the listeners know what I'm talking about, Marie Ponderosa. But anyway. Is it safe to drop OBJ? I have not been impressed. So are you yes. holding on to OBJ? What are your thoughts on maybe? And also, is there anybody, Zay Flowers, you're rostering him, Mac Andrews. Is there any other Ravens pass catchers worth rostering? I don't know. Do you want to pick up uh, Nelson Aguilar this week? Yeah. Score a touchdown. Yeah. No, I do not. I, exactly. I, I'm good to drop OBJ. I think right now you want Zay Flowers. You want Mark Andrews. Until you see some type of injury happen to either of those players, I'm not sure you're investing in much more than that. Are you interested in Rashad Bateman still? Not really much going on there. No, no. I, I like Rashad Bateman, the talent, but just this passing attack is just not really what we anticipated. Like I, It was kind of a little bit what I anticipated, but uh, this big step forward that we envisioned Lamar Jackson and the Ravens to attack – like, I don't think he can't get it done some weeks. He, he he was, he's thrown for 400 yards before in a game, but a lot of weeks, I just still think Lamar Jackson is not an advanced enough passer to, you know, where this offense is not going to be running through his arm. They're not going to be, mm -hmm. you know, it's mm -hmm. not like CJ Stroud threw the ball 46 times. We saw Robert Woods, Nico Collins, and um, Tank Dell all have like nine plus targets. That's not going to happen a lot for this Baltimore uh, attack, especially, you know, with how much they like to run the ball, the good defense that they have. Um, I just think that it's going to be hard to know who to start. Even Zay Flowers this season. I think Zay Flowers has a very bright career ahead of him, especially in dynasty leagues. However, in redraft leagues, you know, I, at least until maybe the second half of the year, I think you're going to have some boom and bust production. So just expect that Mark Andrews. I'm not sure, you know, I, if we were redoing the drafts, I think you'd certainly take TJ Hawkinson over Mark Andrews. Now I know we've only seen Mark Andrews for one week, but that, you know, the Vikings throw the ball 50 times a game. You don't need TJ Hawkinson doesn't need a 30% target share to be extremely productive. You know, he can be at 15, 20%. And he's still getting a ton of targets. So 
it's just a little bit of a concern for the Baltimore passing attack in general. Zay Flowers is somebody who I don't even think I don't think he's a must start next week even. But certainly, you know, if you have two or three wide receivers in the flex, I'm you know, I throw him out there. But I think he's more of a borderline wide receiver three. And uh, yeah, it just makes me a little bit nervous. You can definitely drop Bateman and OBJ in standard leagues. Any more thoughts on that? Only that I disagree. I think you should continue to start uh, start flowers. I don't expect Nelson Aguilar to continue to st- steal production here. I think that if OBJ is hurt because he he did leave the game, that that can open up just more opportunities for for Zay Flowers. He still had 11 targets week one. I'm not going to overreact this week. If you know if Al, if, if it isn't Al, Al in the stealing them, I can't talk today. Um, it'll be OBJ one week. It'll be Rashad Bateman one week. It'll be Mark mm-hmm. a heavy Mark Andrews one week. I just I just don't know about this passing attack sustaining multiple options. We you know I feel like we were a little bit spoiled last year with Jalen Hurts. You know we 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 knew we thought we knew what Russian quarterbacks. We thought we were like you know Russian quarterbacks have a hard time maintaining multiple fantasy receivers. Then we saw Jalen Hurts do it last year. And I feel like, you know, we're just want to translate that over. And I think that might be a little bit hard for Lamar Jackson, but we will see. Like I said, Zay Flowers, very bright future. Um, up next here, we have Teresa Withers from the SGP and Fantasy Football Discord asks, do we still do we think there will be a role for Latavius Murray? Is he worth rostering 12 team standard league? What are your thoughts? I'm just angry. OK, I'm just I'm just angry about it. Like Latavius Murray, go away, man. Like, come on, just, just bugger off. Like, you know, you're just, you're bothering me, man. Stealing red zone touches. James Cook is absolutely fantastic today. Continues to blossom as a young running back. We got Latavius Murray up in here stealing high value touches. Go away, sir. Go away. You want to pick him up? Yeah, sure. I mean, I guess he's worth a stash. You saw some usage from him today. Do you trust that that will continue? I mean, they used him. Uh, they still use Dame Harris. I, I believe Dame Harris had a rushing touchdown as well. James Cook not getting a rushing touchdown is criminal. It's absolutely criminal, and it ain't right. It ain't fair. I'm not happy about it. Uh, you know, I I, I want to be sad for James Cook. I've been in James. I'm, I've been very high on James Cook, um, but you know, it's it's relative. James Cook was never going to get that kind of stuff to me. So you know, I think. Getting his touchdowns vultured is not surprising to me. I think that was always going to happen to James sure. Cook, just his with his build. I was very happy to see him get 17 carries, though. That was awesome to see. But Damian Harris and Latavius Murray are the same player to me almost. I'd, I'd probably actually rather have Damian Harris just by a bit. He got one more rushing attempt today. Didn't get the two targets, though. Uh, but both guys, just plotters, going to be taking maybe a little bit of heat off of uh, Josh Allen this year and down at the goal line. Certainly going to be vulturing some of the work from James Cook as well. I mean, it just depends. Like, what do you, does a touchdown uh, running back, dependent running back, have value in your lineup? I mean, yeah, it just depends on who you're starting. Three flexes, maybe, sure. Uh, you know, if you're absolutely desperate to running back, but these guys are borderline RB3s unless anything happened to James Cook. And then, in which case, I don't even think we've seen the Buffalo Bills are kind of like the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, if they, if they don't see value in running the ball, they just won't do it. So, if anything were to happen to James Cook, I don't even see a lot of standalone value for Damian Harris and Latavius Murray. I don't even think their value would go up that much. I think it would probably be similar stat lines, to be honest with you. So they're not priority ads for me. Um, either one uh, worth 1% to 2% of your budget this week on the waiver wire. You know, just, you know, if you need, a, if you have a spot open on your roster, but they're not must ads, in my opinion. Over going to our few more questions here. 
Dan Simpson from the SGPN Fantasy Football Discord asks, Jordan Love is still available on waivers. How much fab to spend, and what are your thoughts on him for the rest of the season? I'll add in another name here. I'll throw in another one. Baker Mayfield as well. You know, maybe compare these players. Is there any other hot waiver wire quarterbacks that you're thinking about adding this week? Yeah, I'll give credit where credit's due for for Love. Uh, I mean, he looks like he has control of the offense. He's been delivering the ball down the field. There's some accuracy there. Again, you know, you're seeing a few drives just, you know, uncalculated, being ineffective, not being uh, you know, necessarily disciplined with his throw. So there's still some some rawness there, we'll say. But I think that he is more of a pickup candidate than Baker. I said last week on the show, yeah, you can pick up Baker and you can start him this week because he's playing the Bears. I'm very close to the situation. The Bears are bad. And I saw that defense in week one. They were Swiss cheese again this week. Baker was a fantastic start to anybody that took that advice, but he is still not someone that I'm going to trust long term. I've seen what Baker is, and he is about to get ripe. You know, he gives you a couple of good weeks, gives you a little bit of faith, something to believe in. It's going to come crumbling down at some point, and I don't want to be there when it does. So, yeah, I'll take Jordan Love right now. That offense is looking better than what uh, I had anticipated. You saw Romeo Dube doing it or Dobbs doing it week one. Now you see Jaden Reed doing it in week two. They have some talent there. They're going to get even more when Christian Watson comes back. So I'll take Jordan Love. How, what to spend? Again, like because me and Emerson, we're both not spending a lot. We're both not committing a lot of fob early on. You're still like in that 7 to 9% range probably. And, you know, even that's heavy for me, you know, like I, uh, you know, especially a streaming quarterback, I think you can find those, you know, another thing that's not, you know, in one quarterback league, you can find that a lot of that, especially depending on your league. Um, Jordan Love, though, been very efficient, you know, 30 touchdowns games apiece, I think, in his first couple games here. So very impressed with that. Definitely. And without Christian Watson, I mean, so that's very impressive, too. So very excited to see what this offense can do back at full strength with Aaron Jones back in the fold, too. So definitely some things to get excited about. You know, uh, just an interesting note here as I'm looking at the stats. I mean, Hunter Henry must add 47% owned in sleeper leagues. Looking yep. at the game tonight right now that is still live with five minutes left to go in the fourth quarter, 24-17 Dolphins. Hunter Henry, six catches, 52 yards, and a touchdown. Six targets. My goodness. In my lineup, that's what I've been looking at this whole time, <laughs> Watch, watching this back and forth. Uh Tua had thrown a pick on the previous drive, put the Patriots in scoring position. Stevenson just hit a, uh, hit a touchdown. I had a uh, a bet and our prop for a Tyreek Hill and Ramondre Stevenson anytime touchdown. So just hit that. Very happy. Very excited. Yeah, that's nice. I'm uh, I'm very excited about. Uh, yeah, I have Hunter Henry and a lot. I got a lot of leftover. Like I drafted like Hunter Henry years mm -hmm. ago. Like I was big on him. Like ten, you know. So I have all this leftover Hunter Henry and Dynasty leagues. Like years and nice. years, I've had him. And, like I'm like finally we're here. So I'm I'm very it's happy happening. about that. I started starting him as well. So excited to see him doing well. We'll kick it over to these last couple questions here. Gregory Mathis from Facebook asks, it feels like it's safe to drop Antonio Gibson. Agree or disagree? And is there any, um, you know, and I'll add on this part, is there any waiver wire running backs maybe we haven't mentioned yet that you're thinking about adding? I mentioned Kyron Williams probably already taken. Tajay Spears yeah. is kind of a sleeper of mine. Any thoughts there as well? 
trying to think of somebody that may have popped off this week. I mean, obviously Jameer Gibbs is going to be owned a lot. No, it was it was light running back week, so I'd understand if you didn't have another yeah. name because I was trying to kick it over to get um, Zach Moss, another heavily rostered player, fifty five percent. Yeah, well, he, he was he was picked up ahead. He was picked up ahead of this week. Uh, forty five percent still a lot. So if you happen to be in those leagues, I would definitely pick him mm-hmm. up. Roshan Johnson, that's a good one. One percent. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, so I understood that. I was just thinking if I was forgetting anybody. So, yeah, but you're you're feeling good about dropping Antonio Gibson? I don't feel bad about it. I mean, I think if you can afford any in your league for a better player that's available, then, yeah. I mean, he's not being used in the run game at all. He's barely being used in the passing game. So, I mean, you got to hope that better days are ahead if you're banging the drum for him. But uh, I'm going to fall on my face with this one because I thought he was going to be fantastic in this offense. I thought he would get a bountiful amount of targets week in and week out. That has not been the case. And it just felt like that would be, you know, um, like nutrition for a a young quarterback in Sam Howell. Like I felt like that would just be able to help feed him and help him grow a little bit. I I don't get it. They they, they really just don't want to use him. He broke off one catch for a big play today. They kind of, you know, gave him that little nice little five point fantasy bump type of day. But I'm, I'm not that impressed. I'm not interested. I get it. If you want to, if you want to let him go. I mean, obviously, make it for a better option. You know, if you're getting one of those guys like a Moss or, uh, you know, a Kyrene, you know, if he's still somehow available, then yeah, by all means, but you know, don't do it for like a unilateral move, like a, you know, one of the backup guys from like Tampa Bay, like a Sean Tucker or something like that. I wouldn't do that. And as much as fantasy managers like Antonio Gibson, you know, who does not like Antonio Gibson, the coaching staff of the Washington commanders. So, Apparently. <laughs> um, we saw it last season. Antonio Gibson is a player who's nursed a lot of injuries in his career, has put the ball down on the football field a little bit more than we'd like these past couple of seasons. Brian Robinson came back from a gunshot wound to his leg last season. These this coaching staff, I assure you, loves Brian Robinson. They just they love getting they see see him getting on that field, toughing out those injuries. They just want to give him the football. Brian Robinson, it's over. You know what I mean? I I I started seeing the tea leaves a little bit in August. I started fading. I I, I completely stopped drafting Antonio Gibson and in, in starting in about August. So I, I thought this could happen, but Brian Robinson and the clear bell cow there. Um, and it's not an offense that you want to target multiple backs anyway. So Antonio Gibson, like any second string running back, I want to start. I want to be always be rostering my number two running back. So like, like Bruni said, don't drop him for anybody, but. If you have a priority waiver wire ad, feel free to drop it. But Chaka in the chat, what's up, guys? Should I trade CeeDee Lamb and Cortland Sutton for Jameer Gibbs and A.J. Brown? No. Mm-hmm. It I like, depends I on like what you Lamb, think of Jameer Gibbs. I, I like Lamb more than A.J. Brown a lot. I just think that he's going to get more of a target share in his offense, period. We've already seen Devonta Smith dominate. We saw them make it a priority to get the ball in Dallas Goddard's hand. You saw them just absolutely run the piss out of the ball as they will again and again and again. I think Lamb is a much better situation to get involved with. I know that David Montgomery is hurt. I think that makes this situation a little bit more appealing right now on paper. But until I know that that's a serious injury and he's going to miss time, there's no way I'm making a move yet because that that still looks like Montgomery's uh, backfield for sure. Getting a huge uh, um, carry a portion of the load, getting the red zone touches, the high value touches, touchdowns in back to back weeks. I, I'm hoping that he's okay. So until I really know what that situation uh, or what's going on with that situation, I'm going to avoid a move a move like this. 
I'm going to hold on to Lamb for sure. And I think Sutton will have more value as the season goes on. I just think back, like, imagine this trade comes in your inbox two weeks ago. You'd be like, oh, probably my God. Do it. You probably oh, do it, yeah. You wouldn't even think about it. You'd be like, We're, mm-hmm. this person's stealing is what you would have mm-hmm. said. Stealing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what I mean. Like, if, so there's still a lot of value here. We're letting two weeks, of course, you know, and not to say two weeks isn't important. We're, we know we're getting a, a good look at the NFL season now. And if mm-hmm. you hear a little shaking, it's my dog jingling their collar. But um, I get I get it. It's a little concerning. I, I, I'm as high on CeeDee Lamb as anybody, and I voiced some concerns this week on another podcast about A.J. Brown's target volume and maybe mm-hmm. not becoming the dominant target hog in the Philadelphia offense anymore. Well, we also just saw him disgruntled with the quarterback on the sideline yeah. as well. Like there was like a, a legit uh, feud between AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts, and it was started by AJ Brown. You know, the coaching staff had to get involved and you know c- kind of calm him down a bit. Devonta Smith is you know standing right there, going like, "What? You don't you don't like when I catch the ball, AJ? You don't like when I like to score the touchdowns? I'm real good at scoring the touchdowns, AJ." Ah. Uh. Devonte Smith is silky smooth, and I don't. I think the fight's much ado about nothing. I, you know, whatever. NFL players get heated. Wide receivers are divas. That doesn't surprise me. But, but like, uh, when when do you expect like today? A lamb went eleven for one forty three. I don't know if that type of production is in the wheelhouse of AJ Brown and that offense that runs the piss out of the ball all the time and has a bountiful amount of weapons to distribute the ball with. I yeah. That's tough for me. I don't see him. I don't see that offense producing any receiver like that. I don't see Devonta Smith or Dallas Goddard having a week like that. God knows Quez Watkins isn't going to walk into the walk on the field and have a 11 uh, catches, let alone 11 targets. I don't disagree with you there. I don't disagree that AJ Brown doesn't have that, doesn't have that ceiling most weeks, but you're getting this. This Jameer Gibbs was thought to be a top 12 running back just a couple weeks ago. This is a big add on top. That is, it's, that makes it tough for me, man. I, I get yeah. it. It's but what Lane's we've seen is him not used as a top twelve running back, though. You saw seven catches today; that was great, but they didn't go anywhere. He didn't rack in a ton of yardage with that. And again, until we see what's going on with David Montgomery, I just don't think you can do this. Like I said, just wait. Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, some of these guys just took a few weeks to catch on. Not Jameer Gibbs is a different type of player. Totally mm-hmm. different type of player. Those guys are bell cow running backs who are capable of carrying 25 carries a game. It's it's CD Lamb, but it's barely. It's so close. Oh man, that's a that's a very tough trade. Very good question. Um, God, I'd be so nervous. I wouldn't, I, I don't know if I could say yes on either side of that deal, to be honest with you. I'd just be so nervous to take either side of that deal, make a you know, I'd be paralyzed making a decision in that trade. So good luck to you, my friend. CD Lamb, but like I said. Just barely. Um, we will kick it over though to our last question. Maybe you know if you're live listening, uh, go ahead and get in those final questions for you as well, and we will be happy to answer them. Um, oh, I mean, I get, I you know, this this is the easiest one of the day, but that that's it's good. We'll finish it up here with it. Uh, not sure how bad or if there's a significant injury to Darnell Mooney, but assuming he misses a game or two, would you consider adding Chase Claypool? I don't think the other teams in my league will target him or spend any fab on him or a lot of fab on him. They won't spend any fab on him because Jace Claypool sucks. Okay. Chase Claypool was an unathletic near tight end when he came in the NFL. 
and he caught. What the fuck? What are you talking about? Get the hell out of here! Not unathletics, not that. I'm sorry, that was a totally wrong phrasing. Just this kind of this bulky. He's fast in a straight line, but just this like this, this kind of this robot. Like can't doesn't have a ton of lateral quickness to him or anything like that. Like I said, they almost moved him to tight end. That's the kind of ad. Like I said, he's very like can run to the straight line very quickly. Like except of, they didn't of, move him to tight end. Except they did. But it was he scored a touchdown close. today. He scored a touchdown today. I don't today. care if he scored a touchdown today. Um, the guy. Gets why you got? Why you got to hate on him? I don't. I don't get it. He scored a touchdown today. He, this guy he, wants he, to know if he should pick up a guy that scored a touchdown today. He should. No, you're good. Leave him. Leave him on the bench. This is a. This is a passing attack that throws the you, ball twenty times a game. You can get him for free and get him for free. Like like he said, if Darnell Mooney's hurt, I'd rather have other There's going to be more opportunity. There's more. There's other players for free. You can get it. There's 20 other players on the waiver wire I'd rather have for Unreal. free. Unreal. Unreal. All right. What uh, about Garrett Wilson and Javante for Gibbs and AJ? That sounds good. Let's do that. I'm good to do that. Give me Gibbs and AJ on that. Gibbs and AJ. Yes. yes. Say yes. 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 I'll take that. Say yeah. it. Yes, because yes, it's right. It. There's it no way. It takes me a second. It takes me a second. You know, these big trades, it always takes it takes me a second to digest it. So, um, yes, I would do that. I always that's I, a I, gift. Just, <sighs> Garrett Wilson, I'm very high on. He's such a good football player. However, it's just going to be very sporadic in this Zach mm -hmm. Wilson offense for the guy. I feel I feel for him. Um, he's, he's probably going to finish as like a top twenty wide receiver this year, and he should be much better than that. Uh, Javante Williams, God. It's just the Denver offense. It's hard to know what to expect. And I don't want to trust a guy coming off an ACL either. So they were Gibbs something AJ special there. today. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, I love, I love seeing the Broncos fall flatten on their face. There's nothing better as a Chiefs fan. It's my favorite thing to watch. Um, with that, we'll wrap it up here. Um, yes, priority waiver wire ads for this week. We hope you answered. Uh, we hope we answered a lot of your questions. Um, we tried to hit on some more you know, harder hitting players this week. But of course, if Kyron Williams, Zach Moss, um, Puka Nakua, if somehow he's on your league, Roshan Johnson, Joshua Kelly, some of those guys, if they're on your waiver wire, certainly make them priority stashes because those guys should be owned in every single league. Um, with that, we'll wrap it up here, Justin. Is there anything that you want to shout out before we head off tonight? Uh, I'll be on with Pat Callahan on Thursday doing this week in football, and I will be on with Andrew Robb Thursday night for our weekly Starter Sits show. So uh, Starter Sits show, not shits. Starter Sits show. Come ride with us. Uh, we got all the good stuff for you over here at SGPN. Uh, we got the Dynasty pod still running. We've got IDP. Uh, we've got uh, Justin and Miranda also doing starting sits and waivers as well. So come check out uh, the old portfolio, as they say. We've got all the good stuff for you. Come ride with us. Yep, check it out. SGPN back at coming at you every single day. They're going to have some kind of fantasy content for you, whether that be on YouTube or the sportsgamblingpodcast.com webpage. Definitely give that a check out uh, for any gambling advice as well. For anything under the sun, tennis, WNBA, with the most obscure sports you can think of, SGPN probably has a podcast even to have you covered for it. So check that stuff out. Thank you so much, everybody, and have a wonderful rest of your night. Enjoy the Monday, doubleheader Monday night game tomorrow as well. Thank you so much, everybody.